Hi, this is Frank Muller, and this is Is It Right or Is It Easy? You can always join us on our webpage, right-or-easy.com. There you can uh, subscribe to the uh, daily missives or join us on uh, our podcast here on iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify, amongst other podcast platforms. Today's missive is titled The Destruction of Vocational Guidance and Training. If we look back into the history of American education, we see a great contrast with the classical Western civilization model of education and the relatively new, say last 60 years of progressive education here in our country. The prior model emphasized reading, writing, arithmetic, and comprehension. It was the four foundational principles behind a basic education. That is, we taught students the basics of ordered thought, and then taught those students how to think by applying that ordering to understanding. So how well did that traditional system of educating American students do compared against students from around the world to taking hold of the current progressive educational ideas? The Council of Foreign Relations did an in-depth historical study of this question, and the results are pretty astonishing. For the current cohort of 65 to 74-year-old Americans who primarily received, this is during their kindergarten through graduating high school, a classical Western civilization model of education. This cohort was ranked number one in the world at the high school level across those four disciplines. Now just let that sink in for a bit and contemplate the correlation to growth and technological improvement that this cohort of Americans contributed to America. Hmm. For the current cohort of 35 to 45 year olds today, these Americans at the high school level were ranked 13th around the world in those disciplines. So once the onset of progressive education began to seep in, starting in the 50s, taking a stronghold in the 60s, and then in the 70s, you can see the students now who became impacted. So let that sink in for a bit and contemplate the long-term potential correlation of future growth this cohort of Americans 
will contribute to America. For the current cohort of 25 to 34 year olds, these Americans at the high school level were ranked 18th from around the world. Now let that sink in for a bit more and contemplate the correlation to future growth that cohort of Americans will contribute to America. For the current cohort of 15 to 24 year olds, these Americans at the high school level are currently projected to be ranked between 22 and 25th in the world. Now let that sink in for a bit and contemplate the correlation to future growth this cohort of Americans will contribute to American growth. Within the older cohorts, there was also the notion of ability tracking. That is things like IQ test, academic projective performance tests like SATs and ACTs and others. Now, of course, this idea of ability tracking, aptitude testing, did not sit well with people who disagreed with aptitude tests, but instead inferred with little critically tested theories that differences in aptitude were related to race, wealth, and socioeconomic factors. Though the research simply said certain groups did less well relative to others, but certainly never actually postulated the causality was race, wealth, or socioeconomic factors. It took a half-truth and took what felt like a good assumption, but the data didn't actually back it. So to, to, to kind of back up, the Western civilization model of education, which the generation that's currently alive today, this age 65 to 74, produced the most successful academic performers in large compared to their competitive set around the world. And each succeeding generation of American students subjected to this new form of education, which stripped away teaching people how to think, but rather what to think, and then further began to diminish the role of aptitude testing and replaced it with, do you test well on what we told you to think? Created, at least in my view, this declining set of American educational competitiveness. And in another missive, I'll point out the correlation coefficients between the declining in academic performance and the long-term effect on a culture and a society and its relative economic competitiveness. Thus, the war was on whether aptitude is a function of race or economics or other factors or some combination. The implicit assumption was that all 
students are college capable and all students have the same aptitude and that what holds them back are these socioeconomic factors. Thus the premise was revealed and this societal experiment began. And what was the test? It was the slow elimination of vocational training, i.e. shop is what I, we used to call it back in the day. Not only was the training systematically eliminated, it was systematically degraded as people assumed that students who preferred vocational training were being abused by those socioeconomic stigmas. Well, what have we learned? We have learned what I think we already knew. There were students who loved calculus and Aristotle but could barely operate a hammer. There were others that could create works of art with their hands, whether it was with sheet metal or a paintbrush, because of sheer eye-hand coordination and visualization skills combined with advanced dexterity and strength. Thus, we tried to take that latter student and make him or her a business major and send them to college where they failed out. Now, how do we know this to be true? Well, once again, the data is there. More than 30% of all high school students graduate with neither academic or vocational job skills. This is a national disgrace and an abuse of the dignity of our citizens. That 30% happens to represent the prior educational output of electricians, welders, plumbers, concrete workers, steel workers that are the backbone of an industrial economy. That is those old vocational programs of the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s funded and placed into our workforce, these skilled workers. That same percentage now is absent, yet the aptitude has now been misplaced. So people were asked to do a thing that they do not have the aptitude for. What has been the massive cost of this? So of the 68% that go to college, approximately 40% fail out within two years, which translates into an incredible waste of time, money, and a loss of self-esteem, which means that if you take the 30% of students in high school who should have gone to shop but didn't, and then come out of high school and don't go to college, they have neither academic or vocational skills. Then of the almost 70% that go to college, 40% fail out, which means that more than half the students in America have been suboptimized. Oh my goodness. Of the 40% who do, of the remaining 60% that do graduate from college, Nearly 40% of those are doing work that only required a high school education to qualify for. 
oh my goodness, what has been the cost in dollars that this failed experiment that has no statistical basis even to be tried in the first place? What has been the massive cost in terms of broken lives, broken wills, broken bank accounts from this engagement in feel-good yet not reasoned thinking? Despite the massive evidence that America does not have enough qualified tradespeople, we all know that. Despite the massive evidence that almost half of all college graduates should never have gone to college in the first place. Despite the fact that we have to illegally immigrate those trade workers whilst we hypocritically deride their being here to bail us out of our own mistakes. Why don't we change? Let's go to our school boards and start encouraging men and women who have the aptitude for a vocation to train them accordingly. Let us praise and acknowledge these young men and women who volunteer for the armed forces as an option to gain that vocational in management training. Let us send off to college those students of any race or economic status that has the aptitude to succeed at the university level. Let me close with an article that was in yesterday's Wall Street Journal showing how schools like MIT and other Ivy League schools and others that began to eschew aptitude tests in favor of socioeconomic and racial factors for the admittance into the school, what have they learned? What they have learned and now admit that those without the academic chops but possessed the favored socioeconomic markers, what were their results? Below average performance and most never made it past their freshman year. The destruction of self-esteem the worst possible thing. Now, those same schools that fostered this nonsensical thinking are finally doing what? They're reinstating rigorous academic standards. And I say, hooray, bring back vocational training at the high school and intermediate school level, training in this country. And those students so blessed with that ability, which by the way, there are aptitude tests that, that test for this. Let us train them with the dignity they deserve and the resources they deserve and provide jobs for them that not only allow good jobs, by the way, that not only allow them to raise a family, but contribute to the long-term growth and competitiveness of America. We know that a master plumber today, average, makes more than the average lawyer does in this country. Let that sink in. The market is telling us we need trades and we have the raw material within our society to produce them. 
The market tells us that we need professors at MIT that are the best on the planet. Let us make sure that we're providing those students with those gifts, that opportunity to be there. When we treat all of us as individuals blessed with unique talents and abilities, recognize and empower that dignity appropriately is the right thing to do. Think about it, pray about it, take action within the schools, particularly at a young age, to get school boards and principals and other administrators to reinstitute the Western classical civilization model of teaching people how to think and teaching those with vocational skills, the skills they need, or skills and aptitudes, the skills they need to succeed and flourish. May peace be with us all.